Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. If a man is judged by the company he keeps, so is he judged a little bit by the looks of the car he drives, which is as good a reason as I know for giving your car an occasional beauty treatment with Johnson's Car New. Cleaning and polishing is not a back-breaking job anymore, because Car New does both of these jobs with one application. Car New does a remarkable job of cleaning without injuring the finish. It leaves a satin-smooth, mirror-like polish that's easier to keep clean. In case you don't already know, Carnew is a liquid. You apply it with a soft cloth, rubbing just hard enough to loosen the dirt and grime. It dries to a white powder. And when you wipe off this powder, you'll see the finish of your car as it was when your car was new. All of which you can quickly prove to yourself by asking your dealer for Johnson's Carnew. Spelled C-A-R-N-U. Things are in a bit of a hubba-hubba at 79 Wistful Vista right now. But gee whiz, if a wealthy friend of yours offered you a chance to spend the summer in a classy spot like the exclusive North Shore of Lake Dugan, I'll bet you'd be busting your buttons, too. Like Fibber McGee and Molly. My goodness, McGee, imagine us spending the summer at Lake Dugan and on the North Shore. Yeah, wait till I get hobnobbing with those big bankers. I'll put on the dog till they have to chain me up at night. <laughs> I think it was pretty wonderful of Mrs. Carstairs to loan us her houseboat for the summer. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, do you know how to run a big boat? Well, Natch, suppose, for instance, you want to sail south, southeast. Yeah. You just turn the nose of the boat till the hand on the compass points to south, southeast, you see. Yeah. Then you take a thumbtack, pin the hand of the compass right there, and keep her there. Well, well, thank goodness I'll be with somebody who knows what he's doing. You betcha. I don't even know which side of the boat is port and which is muscatel. Well, I'll show you all about it when we get aboard, kiddo. Hey, did that tailor call? What tailor? Guy's coming over to measure me up for a yachting costume. I'm going to get some white flannel pants and a blue coat with brass buttons and a peaked cap with anchors on it and a parsley scarf around my throat. What kind of a scarf? Parsley. You know, one of them fancy patterns. That's paisley. Oh, good. (laughs) Good. I don't like parsley anyway. (laughs) Always flies across the table when I cut my steak. (laughs) Steak. Oh, come, dearie. Let's not live in the past. (laughs) Now, let me see. I've got to sort out my clothes and see what I've got that's suitable for a houseboat cruise. You'll see now, I've got a... Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Jeepers Beulah just told me you were going to spend the summer on Carstairs' houseboat. Isn't that super? Yes, you must come out someday and let us take you for a little cruise, Alice. Yes, child, pray do. Just wave your handkerchief from the dock and I'll row a show for you in the dairy. 
It isn't a dairy, dearie. It's a dory. <laughs> oh, I just love boats. I'd give everything I have to take a long boat ride. In fact, on my last one, it was so rough, I did. <laughs> I'm a pretty good sailor myself, Alice. Had me a catboat on the Illinois River once. But it blew ashore in a cyclone. Yeah, the police called up and said it was up in a tree by the public library. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, McGee? Yeah. They said, excuse us for mentioning it, Mr. McGee, but your sloop is showing. <laughs> well, uh, how big is the Carstairs boat? Well, we haven't seen it yet, Alice, but you know the Carstairs is. When they go, they go first class. Mm -hmm. I imagine it'll sleep about 20, eat about 30, and drink about 50. <laughs> Well, uh, you've got to be very careful about exposure, you know. You can get terribly blistered on a boat. Oh, we never get blistered, Alice. We stick to lemonade and root beer. <laughs> <laughs> she means sunburn, Molly. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll take along some of that sunburn ointment I invented years ago when I studied chemistry. Jeepers, did you invent a sunburn ointment, Mr. McGee? Indeed he did, and it was marvelous, too. It'd be sold in every drugstore today, Alice, if himself here had ever found a backer for it. Yeah, I did find one guy that wanted to promote it, old George Dissip. Wanted to put 40,000 bucks into it. Wow, why didn't you let him do it? Well, he insisted on putting his own name on the product, Alice, and McGee wouldn't stand for that. Hmm, I should say not. Imagine trying to sell anything named Disappointment. <laughs> Maybe one of these days old man Carstairs will put some dough in it, make us both a fortune. But that's for the future. Right now, I gotta... Oh, I wonder who that is. Come in. Uh, Mr. McGee here. Oh, hi, Harvey. Come on in. Molly, this is Harvey Knox, the best tailor in town. Gonna make me a yachting outfit. Harvey, this is my wife, Mrs. McGee. How do you do, Mrs. McGee? How do you do, I'm sure. Miss Darling, Mr. Knox. Mr. Knox, Miss Darling. How do you do, you big ape? Fine, you little twerp. How about a movie tonight? Okay, meet you at the Bijou, 8.30. It's a contract. See you later, folks. Well... <laughs> You work fast, don't you, Harv? She's my cousin. Oh. Well, uh, what are you going to have him make for you, dearie? Well, first I got to have a blue double-breasted coat with brass buttons, Harv. Uh, you go through these samples, will you, Mrs. McGee, while I measure them up? Certainly. Be glad to. What's the matter? Can't I be trusted to pick out my own material? No. You wear, you wear clothes like you'd been shot out of a laundry basket. Incidentally, uh... Who made that jacket you're wearing? Oh, he bought that, Mr. Knox. He paid eighteen fifty for it, and they threw in a harmonica. What's the matter with it? <laughs> Look at the way that collar fits. What are you wearing when you bought it, a knapsack? Well, gee whiz, I got... Hold still, will you? Okay, okay, okay. Write down the figures, will you, Molly? All right. Hips, 39. Hips, 42. <laughs> he said 39. Well, you got to sit down sometime. <laughs> Chest, 28. Chest, 28. Expanded, 28 and three quarters. Expanded, 28 and three quarters. Right leg. That's my left leg. Billy Mills and the orchestra play Love.
Waist 41. Waist 41. Only 41? My gosh, I sure have lost weight. You didn't lose it. You just mislaid it. It's right behind you. <laughs> Left sleeve 34. Left sleeve 34. Right 32. Right 32. My goodness, dear, your right arm is two inches shorter than your left. It's always been like that. Causes me a lot of embarrassment in restaurants, too. I never can reach the check. <laughs> Shoulders, 16. Which one? Both. <laughs> okay, McGee, I'll make this up and you can have a fitting the end of the week. The code will be $60. Fine, that'll be the... What? Why, you big purse snatcher, where do you get off charging that kind of dough for a yard and a half of this moth-eaten burlap? Now, McGee... You haven't got a tailor in your whole sweatshop that could thread a rope through a sewer pipe. Oh, dear. 60 bucks. <laughs> Wait till the OPA hears about this, you hijacker. They'll lower your ceiling so you have to lie in your stomach to answer the phone. Oh. <laughs> My gosh, even Schaffner and Marks have a heart. <laughs> Kidding, Harv, what's your best price? <laughs> this is a special price to you, McGee. We usually get 80 for a coat like this. Hmm. Were you under the impression that Mr. Knox was running a rummage sale, dearie? I knew you'd feel this way about it, McGee. So I, I brought you a coat we made up some time ago that was never called for. Here. Oh. This'll fit you, and you can have it for $30. Make it 15 and it's a deal. 25. 20. 33. 32. Sold. <laughs> Here you are. Say, this is a pretty good-looking hunk of stuff, kid. Mm -hmm. How much obliged, Harv? You'll get all my trade from now on. Threats will get you nowhere, McGee. <laughs> well, nice to meet you, Mrs. McGee. Good day. Well, so long, Harv. Hey, why didn't the customer ever call for this coat? He uh, fell off a houseboat and was drowned. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a mighty pretty piece of flannel there, McGee. Yep. Fits me like a glove, too. Yeah. Wish it fitted me more like a coat. <laughs> oh, I'll still look pretty snappy lounging around the dock with all them rich millionaires. Yes, you will. Maybe when Mrs. Carstairs offered us this house photo of her, she was just trying to get us into the high handshake crowd, huh? Yeah, well, we can handle it. Anything you don't quite understand about society etiquette, you can ask me, Mommy. I know the answers. Yeah. I remember the time we went to that flossy dinner party and you choked on the liqueur. I don't remember that. You said, what is this stuff? Hmm? And the host said, Napoleon Brandy. And you said, no wonder he kept his hand inside of his shirt. I got heartburn already. <laughs> come in. Oh, Dr. Gamble, come in, doctor. Hello, Molly. Good day, Ridge William. Ridge William. That's a high-grade hillbilly. Say, <laughs> so what's the brass button coat for, Perch Puss? You're joining the police force? That's a yachting coat, doctor. We're spending the summer at Dugan's Lake. On the North Shore, if you please. Yeah. Mrs. Carstairs has offered us the loan of her houseboat for the season. Uh, won't you be a trifle out of your element, Dumbo, mingling with the Dugan's Lake aristocracy? Oh, I don't know about that, Doctor. We're just as good as they are. Oh, I didn't mean you, my dear. You are a lady by instinct. Oh. <laughs> I was referring... I was referring to little slumgullion here. <laughs> He thinks a dinner jacket is the skin off a baked potato. <laughs> oh, 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 I say that's rather an amusing quip, old chap. <laughs> oh, you medical fellows are frightfully keen at that sort of thing. Oh, stop it, you little phony. You're about as authentic as a Japanese newscast. <laughs> 
So when do you shove off on this seagoing hitchhike, Molly? This week, Doctor, and I'm really excited about it. I've always wanted to spend a summer on a boat and get a good coat of tan. I usually look like I'd spend July and August working as a subway guard. Well, take it easy, my dear. Start with 15 minutes a day and work up to an hour or an hour and a half. You have a fair skin, you know. How about me? I got a fair skin, too. Yes, but yours is unusually thick. <laughs> well, one for your house, kiddies. See you in October. Have a nice summer, Doctor. So long, Doc. My, my. Isn't he a sweet old character? Yeah. I do hope he comes out and takes a little cruise with us. It's time he learned to fish for something besides appendixes. <laughs> Is appendix as correct? What's the pearl for appendix? There isn't any. Nobody has more than one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I never sure. thought of that. Well, anyway, if Doc... Who's that, McGee? Must be Wilcox. He telephoned and said he was bringing some girl over he wanted us to meet. Oh, I wonder who it could be. Come in. Hi, Junior. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, folks. I'd like to have you meet a friend of mine. Mr. and Mrs. McGee, this is Mr. Borger. Victor Borger. <laughs> How do you do, I'm sure? Madame, I'm charmed. How do you do, Mr. McGee? Hi, bud. My, my goodness, that's the first time I ever had my hand kissed. Rather fun, isn't it? It's an old continental custom, Molly. Victor is from Denmark. Well, I got something with that hand-kissing stuff. Never get any lipstick on your collar that way. <laughs> hey, where's the girl you were bringing over, Junior? Girl? What girl? When you phoned, you said you were bringing over a good-looking dame. Oh, I didn't say dame. I said Dane. I meant Victor Borger. <laughs> That's a very old joke. But it's very good. I like it. <laughs> Is uh, Mr. Borger with the Johnson Wax people, Mr. Wilcox? As of next week, yes. What do you mean, as of next week, yes? He means, as of this week, no. <laughs> Victor starts working for Johnson next week. Oh, I've been helping him brush up on our sales story, how Johnson's Wax is the finest protection money can buy for furniture, floors, and woodwork. But what I really... And how Johnson's Wax seals the pores of wood and leather and painted surfaces against dust and dirt and dampness. Uh, but my work is not exactly... And how Johnson's Wax gives your home a new beauty and cleanliness. How it has a thousand household uses and... Excuse me, may I interrupt? Oh, certainly, Victor. <coughs> Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> And how Johnson's Dog wax... Doggone it, Waxy. Quit monopolating the whole conversation, will you? You chatter away like a worn break band. Well, I think Mr. Barger was trying to say something. Oh, excuse me. What, uh, what was it, Victor? I was saying I'm not really a salesman for Johnson's Wax. Oh, well, uh, what do you do for them, Mr. Barger? I play the piano. You, uh, you play the piano? Thank you very much. <laughs> he, uh... He plays the piano on the radio for Johnson's Wax as of next Tuesday night. Oh. And aside from being a concert pianist, he is also a comedian. Oh, he is, eh? A comedian for Johnson's Wax, eh? Now, just a dime. Uh, 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 won't you play something on the piano for us, Mr. Borg? I just love the piano. Of course. Perhaps a minuet in G. I like the Moonlight Sonata myself. The minuet in G is very lovely. How about begin the begin, Victor? Splendid composition. But not like the minuet in G. <laughs> I'll play the first number that was requested. The minuet in G. Well, who requested that? Whoever it was, I'll play it for him. <laughs> the minuet in G. 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 G whiz. 
was wonderful, Mr. Bargain. So original. Now let's hear some jokes, bud. <laughs> No, sir. No jokes. Not till next week. Come on, Victor. We've got to be going. Have a nice summer, folks. You too, Mr. Wilcox. And Mr. Borg, I hope everybody likes your summer broadcast, and I'm sure they will. Good luck to you. Thank you ever so much. And I hope everybody likes your summer vacation. Goodbye, Mr. McGee. Well, so long, Vic, and have fun. Mm. Comedian, eh? New comedian for Johnson's Wax, eh? Why on earth are you staring at the wall, McGee? Trying to see if there's any handwriting on it. <laughs> oh, well, why worry one? Hey, where are you going? I'm going upstairs and check over a couple of evening dresses. My goodness, if we're going to mix with that North Shore colony, I don't want to look like I told fortunes in vacant stores. <laughs> you better start packing too, dearie. Okay, I will. Ah, there goes a good kid. A few weeks on a private yacht and she'll be a new woman. What am I saying? I don't want a new woman. I'm satisfied with the same. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, Teeny. Hey, what's the matter with you? You look like you just found a flat wheel on your roller skate. I'm sad, mister. Oh, cheer up, sis. Laugh and the world laughs with you. Weep and where are you going to get any Kleenex? <laughs> Please, mister. I'm in no mood for gaiety. My heart is heavy with grief. I'm a very unhappy woman. No kidding. Mm-hmm. What's the worm in your apple, kid? <laughs> My problem, Mr. Anthony, is this. Mm-hmm. Beulah told Mrs. Toops' cook, and she told our cook, and our cook told my mother, and my mother told me that you and Mrs. McGee are going away for the summer. Well, I didn't know there'd been so much gossip about it, sis, but where there's smoke, there's six people waiting for the butt. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfectly true. <laughs> We're spending the summer among the Gold Garter Group at Dugan's Lake. Why should that give you such a hunk of sorrow? Well, gee, mister, I bet you if someone very close to you was going away for the whole summer and you had scraped and saved and you had a dollar to buy them a going-away present and you dropped the dollar down the sidewalk grating. Control yourself. You know I can't stand to see a woman cry. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty darn sweet of you to think of saving up for a going-away present, too Oh, dollar it was mm-hmm. Yeah, and I dropped it down and said, oh, great, and if I don't get a present Now, 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 now. <laughs> cut it out, sis, dry your eyes You know I'm a pushover for sentiment Why I cry over greeting cards Here, here's a dollar for you Oh There, now go buy your present and always think of me as old bluebird for happiness McGee Oh, boy. Gee, thanks, mister. Yeah. You're wonderful. Now I can buy that going-away present. Ten chocolate sodas. Ten chocolate sodas? Who for? For me, I'm going away for the summer. So long, mister. <laughs> I still think that kid's a midget. King's Men, and you belong to my heart. You belong to my heart, and forever, and our love had its start so long ago. We were gathering stars while a million guitars play our love song. When I said I love you, every beat. 
Catch a lot of fish, believe me, boy, that's Jake sailing. Say, hey, Molly. Yes, McGee. You see my jackknife anyplace? No, I haven't, dearie. What'd you want it for? I'll need it on the boat. Have to carve the daily report with it. You know, weather conditions, attitude and longitude, mutinies and all stuff like that there. Well, can't you use a pen or a pencil? Why do you have to carve it? Well, just a tradition is all. Got to keep everything in the ship's log. Best way to write on logs with a jackknife. I see. Well, uh, maybe Beulah knows where it is. Oh, oh Beulah! Beulah! Somebody ball for Beulah? Hey, you see my jackknife any place, Beulah? Uh, you mean the one with the mama pearl handle? <laughs> and all the little gimmicks on it, like a corkscrew and a button hook and a nail file and a screwdriver and even a couple of knife blades? That's the one, Beulah. No, ma'am, I ain't seen her. <laughs> Keep an eye out for it, will you, Beulah? Be an awful handy thing to have on a yacht. Yeah, sir. You sure's gonna have plenty of time this summer to play mumbly pig. <laughs> Peg, Beulah, not pig. No, ma'am, I, I suppose this pig would get seasick. <laughs> Me too. Oh, <laughs> uh, firstly, I get internally uneasy at a fast dripping faucet. <laughs> That's why I'm awful glad I'm staying right here on good old terracotta. Firma. Hmm? Firma. Yes, I've never been firmer about anything in my life. <laughs> well, I sure hope you folks have a good time yachting around. Oh, I tell you, it's going to be wonderful, Beulah. We've rubbed elbows with millionaires before, but none of it has ever come off on us. Maybe this time it'll take, huh? No, that's right. Well, you know what to say, ma'am. <laughs> There's other things in the world besides money, but you can't get them without it. <laughs> The social aspect of the situation doesn't interest me, Beulah. It's the fishing I'm looking forward to. By the end of the summer, I'll pack up my fishing tackle and drop a $5 bill over the side of the boat. What on earth for? That'll be the only fin left in Lake Dugan by that time. <laughs> be the only fin left in Lake Dugan. Oh, he whipped that one in there. I'm just... <laughs> I 
please, Beulah. Oh, how do you do, Miss Cossack? All right here. Thank you, thank you, Beulah. Uh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? Hello, Mrs. Carsey. Hi, Carsey. Been trying to get you on the phone all day, ever since Beulah gave us your phone message. Oh, yes, I understood you were trying to get me, Mr. McGee. Well, we just wanted to thank you for your generous offer, Mrs. Carstairs. It's simply wonderful of you. Yeah, Carsey, you're a peach to do it. Just a fuzzy old peach. <laughs> With a pit of gold. Well, it seems a great deal of fuss to make over such a small thing, Mr. McGee. Oh, but you don't know how much it means to him, Mrs. Carstairs. He loves boats and water and fishing so much. Well, I can understand that, I'm sure. I come from a long line of seafaring men myself. My grandfather was a rear admiral, you know. I suspected that the minute I saw you, Carsey. <laughs> I saw you walking down the street one day, and I says to myself, I says, by George, I says, I'll bet there was a rear admiral in her family. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can I get you a cup of tea, Mrs. Carstairs? Oh, no, thank you, my dear. Well, we'll even give you some sugar in it, Carsty, in appreciation of us using your boat. What boat, Mr. McGee? Why, your houseboat, Mrs. Carstairs. You know, the one you're letting us have the use of this summer? Houseboat? Oh, but there must be some mistake, my dear. I didn't... Beulah. Yes, Miss Carstairs? You took my message to Mr. and Mrs. McGee, did you not? Yes, ma'am. I wrote it all down, too. Only nobody can read it because the pencil was broke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's all this about? You mean you didn't offer us your houseboat for the summer, Carsty? Mr. McGee, I have no houseboat. Ooh. I said we would be out of town and you would be perfectly free to use our boathouse this summer. Boathouse? That's what you said. Boathouse. Oh, Beulah, you fool. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Have you ever stopped to think how linoleum brings the colors of the out-of-doors into your kitchen, the greens and yellows of spring and summer, the reds and blues of fall? When these colors are kept bright and cheerful, your kitchen is a pleasant place to work in, which is one good reason you protect your linoleum floors regularly with Johnson's Glow Coat. Because Glow Coat needs no rubbing or buffing, this is a simple job. You just apply and let dry. Glow Coat does the rest giving you in a few minutes a gleaming floor that's protected against wear and dirt and moisture. And because Glow Coat is made by the makers of Johnson's Wax, you can be sure that the quality is uniformly high. The regular use of self-polishing Glow Coat will add greatly to the life and beauty of all your linoleum surfaces. gentlemen, for 11 years now, we've been thanking you annually for your wonderful loyalty and support of the Johnson Wax program, and we'd like to do it again. We have a definite understanding with our sponsor that if you continue to like our show, they might take us on permanently. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for everything, and don't go away. Don't forget that next Tuesday at this same time, Johnson's Wax brings you that great pianist and entertainer, Victor Borga, in his own show. You love it. And we love you. Good night. Good night, all.
This is Marlowe Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax products for home and industry, inviting you to listen in again next Tuesday night when we bring you that pianist, entertainer, extraordinaire, Victor Borga. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.